Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 55. Today, we will be discussing Big Little Lies, season two, episode five, entitled Kill Me. We will also discuss Euphoria, episode four. Mm. Before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. I had a lot of birthdays last week. Yeah. And I am finally done with planning (laughs) and cooking and buying. (gasps) I know. And you brought us some food, which was awesome. Thank you so much. It was so good. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Leftover Mexican food, which is always a hit, right? So good. Yeah. It's just perfect. Well, we're still eating it. <laughs> Come on, we can do it. Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. It was it was awesome food. I'm so glad you thank enjoyed you it. for sharing. You're it. welcome. Yeah. Wondering about you know in this episode um, there was some awkwardness going on right with the <gasps> group yes, therapy. There was. I've never done group therapy, and I've you know I mean I've had gone to therapy in the past and that's like certain exercises that they do in therapy can be awkward yeah and would you hug a stranger or do something uncomfortable if it was supposed to heal you yeah like like let's like hug a stranger just to like feel that connection with a person right maybe if you're disconnected or maybe you have to like um hit a punching bag just to get the aggression out yeah. or break something but like you're being told do this as an exercise it's i feel it's like it's awkward yeah right? totally like mm-hmm. you can do that on your own because you're like i want to yeah. do this yeah but when they're like do this right they're telling you're gonna you. feel better after you do it you're like really am i gonna feel better after okay let me try Ugh. Yeah. no more i need more emotion okay let me do more um i'm still feeling weird <laughs> They're all self-conscious, right? I know. Like, I'm all, I'm like, don't look at me. I'm like, oh, do I look like that person yeah. over there? Oh, right. I don't know. Oh, right? my gosh. So, so if there was something that was uncomfortable in an exercise in a group setting, would you would you do it? I mean, just to fit in with every Like, I mean. <laughs> well, it probably de- depends on what kind of uncomfortable. Hey. I go to improv, right? And oh. I started improv again, by the way. Yay. Uh, and I hadn't brought that up. But um, but I still think that that's different because it's still in a comfortable environment. Right. right? They so, make you feel comfortable. Right. Even though it feels sometimes a little awkward, but you just kind of get up and go for it and you feel like you're in a safe space. So that mm-hmm. is different. But if I was amongst a bunch of people I didn't know... No. If I already thought they were weird, like if I thought the instructors and the people around me were really bizarre, Mm -hmm. I don't think I, I don't know if I would do it. I'd probably have to try and bow out if I could. I don't know. Yeah. I'm actually the, like, okay, all right. Um, I'm feeling really good about myself. Okay. These days, especially. And Uh I, I, in group settings, um, even where it's like, let's just say if it's PTA or, you know, um, a baby shower. Yeah. I honestly feel so good about myself. I would just do it so that nobody else feels uncomfortable doing it. No, I would do that too. But again, you're at a baby shower. So it means people you like are there or at least the, the person having the baby or their parents or something. So think about this as a group of strangers, mm-hmm. strangers, people but, you've never met before, and they're odd. 
They're mm-hmm. dressed weird. They look weird. They talk weird. But see, it would make me want to... <laughs> Spider! <laughs> okay, you had to see Brooke's face. <laughs> you would have thought a zombie was outside our, uh, our window. Now, mind you, we just got through reviewing Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. Episode 54. <laughs> So anything can happen. Anything, okay? That was cute. Okay. But... There's a spider on the wall. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm okay with spiders, by the okay. way. They don't... They're, they're, do you want me to get rid of no, that no, spider? No, no. It's fine. Okay. I was just like, there's a spider. Okay. Um, yes, I can... I understand uh, there being individuals that you don't know and they're weird or different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd still feel like I'd want to make... You could go through and yeah. do it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but not just doing the thing. What if you had to hug them? Hmm. Well, I mean, okay, I need to get to know them a little bit first, you know, because I, I've hugged strangers. Yeah. Well, I have too, people yeah. People that I've just met. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's part of my job, and yeah, so people I get, like, that. get that connection, and I'm open to I that. I still think that that's, that's still different. Mm-hmm. I still think that's different. Here you're in a place, and what yeah. if it's a kind of creepy person, you know? Oh, I don't know. Like, maybe their nose was on their ear. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that still might be okay. Why is your nose yeah. on your ear? <laughs> All right. Okay. Friends out there, let us know what you think. Would you put yourself in a situation that makes you uncomfortable and go through with the exercise, yay or nay? I say yay. More a little sketchy. <laughs> Diana, I'm not sure if she yeah. would do it or not. Yeah. But you can let us know, follow us on our Instagram, our Twitter, and you can subscribe to our website and our YouTube channel. Diana. Yes. What were your overall thoughts of this episode of Big Little Lies? (gasps) Oh, my God. My mind was blown. At the end of this episode, my mind was blown. Mm -hmm. So much happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every single one of the Monterey Five is dealing with something deep and emotional. Man, I I really hated some of the things, but it's a crazy ride, and I am loving it so much. Yeah, I totally love this episode. There were so many moments that made me laugh, like the awkwardness at the um, group therapy um Uh renata she cracked me up i just thought there was so much drama and emotion into this episode and everyone everyone has something weighing heavily on them Uh and we're getting to the bottom of some of their issues so it's like the walls are closing in on them and it just like seems like the foundation can crack at any moment. Mm-hmm. And I just can't wait for next week's episode. Me either. So excited. <gasps> yeah. And so Bonnie, mm-hmm. she has these flashbacks. And I wondered if Elizabeth's treatment of her was accurate or not. And we find out that it was. Mm-hmm. So her flashbacks were absolutely true in what it seemed. So her mother was very rageful in yeah. these um as she was right. growing up, right. which was awful. I know. Made me feel really bad for her. I know. And But, you know, Bonnie tends to her mother at the hospital and cleans her. And, you know, she continues to have these flashbacks of her mother. And then later, her father visits her at her yoga studio. And Bonnie accuses her father of finally getting involved. And then he questions her and says he did what he could. And Bonnie tells him, you may have diffused the situation, but you didn't protect me. Later, he tells her he thought he was protecting her and then tells her that Elizabeth was able to speak 
and says that Bonnie is drowning. Mm-hmm. And so I think his name is Howard, isn't it? Mm. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. Bonnie's dad mm-hmm. is really concerned for her now. Right. So I think that the, the mother's visions must have some truth. Truth. Yeah. Because for him to be afraid for his daughter now. Right. He must have seen some things come true that Bonnie has seen. Right. I think it's really interesting that um, as a, you know, it, what it appears to be um, Bonnie uh, abused physically or just mishandled as a yeah. young person. Uh-huh. And then the father um, trusting and trusting his wife after all these years, knowing that what she was doing was inappropriate and wrong and just she didn't get the help that she needed as a mother and him as a father to really protect his family, uh-huh. even his wife, if he loved her, to get her the help that she needs or take his daughter. Right. And later, Bonnie goes to the police station. What is she doing there? Is she there to clear her conscience? Then she is surprised at what she sees. I'm like, WTF? Oh, my God. Uh, we'll I know. discuss that later on. Well, yeah, I feel like she was there to clear her conscience. That's what I think. But then sometimes you don't know. And then her mom, like the scene before that was like, kill me. I know. What and was like, that about? Oh, kill me. I'm thinking, kill me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that relates to going to the police I station. No. Oh, I'm going to tell the police my mom wants me to kill her. Or did I? I just killed my mom and I'm going to turn myself in. I don't know. It could have been what her dad said to her about, look, I'm really worried because your mom said you're drowning. Someone's going to drown me. What? What do you mean? The words that Elizabeth said to the dad was Bonnie drowning or something like that. So then what would Bonnie be? How would that be a relation to her? Well, Bonnie thinks, okay, so the mom is seeing that she's drowning. Uh-huh. And so maybe to lift that burden off, maybe something will happen because she does if the father's concerned, I'm sure it's because Elizabeth has said truths. So maybe Bonnie is thinking, okay, my mom really does know these things are really happening. Maybe I need to clear my conscience. Oh. Also, she may be um trying to um help the women by not letting them perjure themselves. Mm. And if she goes forward, then they don't have to go through lying about on the stand. stand. That could Mm. be part of it, too. Kind of protecting the women and relieving them of the burden. I don't know. One way to find out. We have to just keep watching. (laughs) (laughs) Drive me crazy. Um, So Renata, we saw Renata and Celeste discussing Celeste's lawyer. Yeah. I know. And that's the lawyer that Renata recommended Mm -hmm. to Celeste. Mm -hmm. And as they were talking, Renata's assistant comes in with some really disappointing news. I know. I had a feeling. I know. Yeah. Um, It wasn't a surprise to me Mm -hmm. um, that Renata did not make the cover of Women in Power magazine after all. And she is so pissed. Yeah. Especially because the bankruptcy is the reason that they don't want to do the article Mm -hmm. with her in it. Mm -hmm. That's sad. She works so hard. Um, That is a major jab at her ego, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, that's she works so hard for that powerful 
Oh, she was so position. excited too mm-hmm. when you finally get something that you really want and work for, yeah. and then because your stupid husband dummy, yeah, yeah. And um, she had said and always will remind us that she is self-made yeah. and has worked so hard to be where she is today. She loves money, power, and Amabella. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to say Renata looked amazing. I mean, I really noticed her right off. I'm like, oh, my God, look at that suit she's wearing. And kudos to Alex, the costume designer. Mm-hmm. Um also, that it, yeah, it really sucked that she lost that magazine cover. And Celeste tells her it's just a magazine cover, but it's so much more to Renata. I don't know. You can't really. It's hard to downplay. Things yes, it is to other people. Yes. like they feel so. Yeah, strongly about an opinion. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard to say that. But Renata also insists on speaking to Mary Louise oh. on Celeste's behalf uh-huh. in support of the custody hearing. Um, Renata ended up inviting Mary Louise to her empty house mm, for tea. Scary. I know. And I didn't think she knew what the possibilities were when she did end up inviting her over as far as the relationship and conversation that she would have with Mary Louise. And in turn, Mary Louise ended up giving Renata a complex oh, on her parenting. Gosh, I know. Oh, my gosh. That was so uh, blunt. Yeah. You know, but snuck her way in on that. And uh, Mary Louise points out all the furniture and hard work in exchange for the playdates that she missed. Um, And I just think that that's, you know, I mean, it's something that maybe a hardworking mom kind of buries because they are missing out. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're okay with missing it. And maybe just being put out there, they're realizing what they are missing out on and play dates are one thing but you know Renata is second guessing herself after that and we later see her yeah. bonding with Amabella on a school day yeah and Renata tells Mary Louise that she you know wants to talk to her and when she gets there she says you know I want to talk to you and Mary Louise says oh we can't just have tea does there have to be an agenda I'm like what when does Mary Louise not have an agenda? Uh-huh. Then she proceeds to judge Renata, and I don't think Mary Louise has friends. She probably she, yeah. drove her husband crazy and maybe her kids. Uh-huh. She points out other people's shortcomings and faults, and I could not be around a woman like this. No, she's so fake. And so Madeline and Ed go to a healing retreat, as we have discussed. Mm -hmm. And so we can insert the eye roll there. Mm -hmm. They quickly realize it's not for them and leave. Madeline thanks Ed for being a sport and tells him what a good father and husband he is, which leads to a very honest heart-to-heart conversation. Ed tells her that she picked him to fix her family and Madeline says she doesn't trust this institution of marriage. So Ed needs to feel valued and Madeline needs security. I thought this was, oh my God, I thought this was awesomely performed by Reese Witherspoon and Adam Scott. I I just thought they were so real and I just felt like I was peering in on a real couple's conversation. I know, I like that a lot. 
And at this moment, I felt that their marriage could work if they continue to be honest with one another. I was glad to see them being as honest as they were and him um, expressing his Mm -hmm. true feelings, especially when they were talking about um, how he felt on their first date, how she had that, how she basically had an agenda and Mm -hmm. she had her... Um, marriage history already and so she knew what she wanted and what she didn't want in a marriage and he basically fit all the check points on that on her list yeah which is kind of i i feel for him feeling for him feeling uh that he basically because he fit all the requirements he got the job yeah not for who he was, really, you know, for the mind and the yeah. body and the soul, yeah. soulmates, right? I don't know. I feel like it was just a little bit too much of a resume mm-hmm. for him. But it's yeah. good that they were being honest with, right. each, with each other, regardless. I appreciated that they that he dropped his um, little punk ass his attitude. Little, his little, yes, that it, there wasn't always just a comeback. He was really telling her how he felt. I thought that that was so good. And I felt with her also, I just... I thought both of them were so honest with each other. And that was what I was hoping that they would get to. And I'm so glad that they both just said how they felt. So anyway, I, I don't know. I got my fingers kind of crossed. Let's hope. I don't know who's to say what will happen. Right. Yeah. And then Celeste and Mary Louise, they're really oh, going God. deep in that custody battle. Oh, my gosh. You know, Mary Louise makes an informal, inappropriate statement about the boy's well-being. And that was shut down by the judge and her own attorney, mm-hmm. which was good because they were able to see right through that type of persona. Um, Celeste is having a hard time trusting her lawyer. Yeah. And I, for a moment, forgot that she was a lawyer herself. I did, too. I did, totally too. Totally forgot. I, I, yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot. I was irritated with her lawyer, just as she was, for not saying more. So mm. I was, like, right in there with Celeste. Yeah. I was feeling what she felt. Hopefully her strategy will actually um, help her. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, going back and forth, and especially in that inappropriate time, mm-hmm. may not have helped her case. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm not familiar with that part of the law, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. And hopefully her attorney is right. Um, Celeste was having dinner with her sons, and she's talking uh, talking to them about the fight that they were involved in mm-hmm. with the yeah. bully and Ziggy. Uh-huh. And then one of her sons calls her out, and oh, he no. calls her a bitch. I know. Why are you being such a bitch? I know. You're just like a little second grader or third grader. What the heck? And she blows her fuse. Yeah. So, yeah. As she, I mean, gosh, I think right. any mother probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, and she totally unloaded on him verbally. And then she ends up crying about it. But then later, she informs the boys that their grandma is trying to get custody of them. Mm-hmm. And then she promises to them to not let that happen. Uh, the boys are worried, and they ask her if they should say that they don't like her. I know. Oh, they want to have their moms back because they don't want to. I know. I know. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I was waiting to see uh, what direction Celeste would go into, and you know if she was going to start going on with the manipulation. But yeah. I was proud of her that she didn't go in that direction. And then Josh, her son, tells her that 
they can protect her. And then he rubs her face. I it know. So sweet. It was sweet. Yeah. So I was happy with what she said to the boys. And I wondered for a moment if the boys would want to live with their grandma. Me too. And sometimes you don't know. It's like the looks on their face. You're like, oh, my God, what's he thinking? What's he thinking? Yeah. And um, but then I thought, oh, my God, I hope the boys don't harm their grandma. I mean, sometimes you just don't know. Everything is so shocking. Like, things will just happen. And you're like, oh, my gosh. They're going to push her off the I know, balcony. Right? I mean, it could be anything. Ah, I yeah. know. I'm like, because I'm thinking one way or another, she's, I mean, unless they do another season and and she's on there. But what if she doesn't? I mean, she could die. Who's to say? Mm. I don't know. And this is big little lies. Yeah. Anything can totally happen. Yeah. Um, when Mary Louise and her attorney negotiate the shared custody with Celeste, I was oh, shocked. My God. I was shocked. And then Celeste was just not going to have that. That was just bushwhacker. I couldn't mm-hmm. even believe that she would feel <laughs> that she had, you know, that type of um, authority. Yeah. Um, you know, in my opinion, Celeste is not a danger to her children. Right. I just think I that think so either. she needs to get her life back yeah. on track. Mm-hmm. And like nobody else other than the five know about what really happened. So she's got that weighing on her plus the trauma that she's dealt with and the abusive relationship. So I think she's got a whole lot more to deal with. And she needs to just get with the program and face that. Right. Um Mary Louise has so much dirt on her, though, and I think that she's going to use that strategically against her uh, to support her own case for yeah. to get in custody of the children. Um, so Celeste needs to act fast and find out what she can do to save her boys. I was irritated with this process. I have watched a lot of Law and Order people, <laughs> so uh, I. I can't see how any of this would happen. Hmm. First of all, they always want to keep kids with their mother. I mean, they want to keep kids with their mother. Usually a mother has to be incarcerated or something really extreme to be taken away. Mm -hmm. And you can't put people on the stand and ask them questions about another case. It doesn't work like that. Mm. So, you know, maybe it does in Big Little Lies world. So that... I'm like, no, you can't do that. And I really don't like that the lawyer is telling her to settle. It's like, really? I don't think so. Mm-mm. You're supposed to be fighting for her. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Jane. Let's talk about her. Uh, I love the way Jane talks with Ziggy. Mm-hmm. She presses him to tell her what happened after he and the twins were suspended from school for beating up the bully that said Ziggy was a mistake, among other things. Okay, so where is this bully getting his info from? Someone likes to gossip. Anyway, Ziggy tries to hide what the boy said, but she gets him to tell her the truth. And they both talk about how much they like Corey. Mm-hmm. You look like you had a thought. I was just wondering if it was Chloe. Because <laughs> Chloe tells people things? No, she wouldn't say that. Who else knows about their dad being a rapist and... Him being a mistake. I mean, unless it's one I of thought the boys. it was the community. Mm. Like people just talking. I thought maybe other people might know. I don't know. I don't think so, because Ed just found out and he was mad about not finding out That's sooner. True. So I don't know <gasps> who's You're right. Yeah, so who where is he learn I just assumed it was his mother, his father, his family talking. Who did you hear? And I'm like, oh my gosh. But maybe Chloe had already spoke about it and then it just Yeah. 
It could be. So later, Corey and Jane are alone, and they oh. start kissing, and it becomes very intimate. Yeah. And Jane really wants this, and Corey asks her if it's okay, and she says yes, but then she can't go on and cries. Oh, my God. I felt so bad for her and thought at this moment that I really loved Corey a lot, but only at this moment did I feel that. Mm, it was a very awkward moment and sad, but I don't, I have mixed feelings about their intimacy. I don't know. I'm not sure she's ready for this. Clearly it doesn't seem. She's, she has a big struggle. Uh-huh. I think I, she does want it, but then it's just that fear that's holding her she back. She can't have it right now. I don't think, mm-hmm. I think there's just too much weighing on her. I yeah. think she she may not have had the help that she needed. Right. That's what I, yeah, I and agree. He was like that rainbow, that blessing, mm-hmm. that blessing in disguise. And so what she needs to do is now face her fears. Yeah. And I love their her and Ziggy's relationship. They are just such a cute mother and son. He's honest with her. Yeah. And she's honest with him. I mean, yeah. as much as she can be, right? I mean, yeah. she has to protect him because it is her child. But I think with everything that has happened, she's she is still very honest with him in a, in a true way. Like, she'll really tell him if he presses her. He's so cute. Yeah, I just he's love a, them. He's like, I love them. When he asks if she, he was a mistake, and then she tells him that he she or if he's going to end up like his dad. Yeah. And then she's like, no, you're going to be the most handsome. The handsomest, like, yeah. Most beautiful, most kindest, perfect yeah. S. <laughs> yeah. And she's all, he's all, oh, thanks, Mom. Oh, I loved it. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're so, so cute. So sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Um, Ed, back on Ed. I, I'm digging his character a lot. And Ed, you know, when he confronts his wife about that checklist... We were talking about that earlier. Um, I just feel like, you know, her agenda was... I'm glad that he said something to her about that. You know, I feel like it was... It helps me appreciate her character because I'm kind of not liking her character um, in her marriage. I think she's a great friend to her people. Yeah. Like, I'm conflicted with who she is when she's married. And I'm glad that he put that um, out there yeah. for her to understand and see his point of view because he needs to stand up for himself. I feel like he's really passive yes. with his wife and even been. season one. Yeah, season one he really like, was. Oh, yeah. You see him on the computer working yeah. and her just being this like outgoing yeah. burst of energy. Yes, she is. And I'm glad to see him um, dealing with uh, his insecurities mm-hmm. and cha- turning that around. Yeah. So, um, he and Nate meet again, <laughs> and they just keep running into each other, and I'm having difficulty understanding their relationship and why Nate is being so confrontational with Ed. Just leave Ed alone and stop pursuing him already. <laughs> I thought Nate apologizing to Ed was a nice thing mm. to do, but then it didn't work. No. And, you know, he reacted and fed into it mm-hmm. and then caught himself and went the other direction. So I guess Nate is learning. I guess so. And he, he's lost right now, too, because his wife. Mm-hmm. And then we see Nate, you know, he bought her that treadmill. and Yeah, the book. The book for, yeah. yeah just So he's, he's trying to fit in somewhere because yeah. he's just being pushed away. And uh, 
oh, at the end of the episode, we see Ed at the bar. Oh, my gosh. And who walks up? Tori, the big-tittied woman from the grocery <laughs> store. Remember her? I yeah. knew she would be back. I just didn't know when and how. And then she gives him those same eyes and is flirting with him and rubbing his jacket. But then we see the camera travel around Ed. And in the distance is a man... That Madeline had an affair with, yeah. which is Tori's husband. Yeah. And I completely forgot who she was until I saw her husband. I'm like, oh, that's right. That is right. She's married to mm-hmm. the theater director. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. That's I why don't. I thought it was weird. I wondered if, I wondered when she did that at the grocery store, if she was trying to get back at her husband. I'm mm. like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And now, why is Joseph at the bar? What is all that all about? Is this their way of evening the score? Mm-hmm. It's best for Ed to stay clear of this couple. I know. That's it's, just creepy. Yeah, it's weird. I think so. I don't see Ed participating in this. One, he has to be attracted to Tori, which I don't know if he would be. And you look happy. And then... Well, I mean, maybe just because she was flirting with him, but that doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's his type. Not like I want anybody to get together, but I would see if it's a relationship-wise, I could see it more with Bonnie because I feel like he really connects with her. Mm -hmm. I just feel like this would just be a fling of some sort. Yeah, I think that would be... um, I, I hope he doesn't do that. That would not, that would not work for me, for him. No, but I think uh, that would be a reasonable um, uh, storyline for him. Yeah. Yeah. To get back at his wife. And then obviously the man, Tori's husband, getting back at both of them. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Diana, what other things did you notice in this episode? So... We had briefly touched on it, but it was Ziggy is afraid he might grow up to be like his dad, Mm. which was so sad. I know. Um, And I had mentioned previously that there weren't any scenes with Ed and Chloe. Oh, yeah. So I was so happy to see when Ed was chopping those vegetables and Chloe came up and she hugs him and he Mm -hmm. hugs her back. Mm -hmm. And then they embrace further. It was the sweetest moment. and I just loved it. And then we see flashbacks of Celeste having sex with somebody, and it does not appear to be Perry or the bartender. Oh, crap. And I'm like, who is that guy? Did she have another... It, for a moment, I thought it looked like Perry, but then the, they showed a second, and it did not look like Perry. I'm like, who is this person? Mm. Who is he? Why is there another person in these Is she going to have an, a sex addiction? I don't... What's mm, a good thought there Uh yeah oh i didn't see this but the internet internet is going crazy because images were released with madeline possibly throwing an ice cream at mary louise but it didn't happen on the episode they took it out i know but why would you (laughs) put that out there for people to see it makes you mad you're like i want to see it i want to see it i think it started on instagram and then from there it was like in everybody's blog yeah so Mm. And it came out before the episode released. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's why people were expecting it. Uh-huh. That's crazy. They cut it out. What other things did you notice? Oh, 
Renata's desk chair in the empty house when she rolled up and she's like scooting her away <laughs> to talk to Mary Louise. I thought uh-huh. it was hilarious because then I realized, oh, they've liquidated all of their oh, belongings. Yes, I didn't yeah. think about that at first. I'm like, wow, their house is huge and it's uh-huh. empty. It's very modern. And then I realized, oh, they don't have their stuff. That's right. <laughs> um, the three brothers getting um, jumping the bully. Yeah. At school for calling oh their gosh. dad a rapist. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm sorry, kid. Those are fighting words. You know, I know. You don't do that. You don't walk into a gunfight with a knife. <laughs> you know, you're big and all, but. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. It so. was kind of cool, even though they shouldn't be fighting. I'm like, no. okay. Their brothers are sticking up for one another. Yeah. Teamwork. Yeah. Uh, the Monterey Five are nervous that they will have to lie under oath. Oh, my gosh. When yeah. they testify in support of. Celeste child custody court appearance, which, like you were saying, in law and order, that would never happen. But I don't know if they swindle their way in there and then decide to make a case out of it. I don't know. Yeah. And Madeline says we should just stick together and we will be fine. Come on, no. I can't. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. When Bonnie sees Corey at the police station, I yeah. was so surprised. I was like, okay, wait, hold on. I rewound it, too, because I'm like, was Corey talking I to the officer? Um, is this 21 Jump Street going on? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Because he was walking down those stairs with a little different type of swag. Oh! I th- yeah, that's what I was you know? saying. Yes! And he's not the totally. like, quirky guy that he's Yes! Like, and he's getting really close. Now I'm like really, really unsure because mm-hmm. he got so close to the boys and yes. tickling them and wrestling yes. with them and stuff. Yes, that's why he was and... so perfect. This is why I questioned it last week when I said, oh, I love them and the way he held her hand. I said, it feels good i hope he's a good guy because i just you can never tell Mm -hmm. with big little eyes what's gonna happen things just oh Mm -hmm. my god just twist with on you and right now i want to kill Corey. i mean really he better not be messing with jane i mean how cruel is that she gets raped by one guy and the next guy lies and leads her on only to help the police in their investigation what a jerk Mm. i hope he isn't an a-hole oh my god so, I don't know. I am not happy if that is the case. Maybe he is there for something else. But like you said, his demeanor seemed not like the guy he was portraying. Right. So, I saw that, too. So, it was very interesting that you noticed that, too. Yeah. I'm like, uh Yeah, he seemed very um, seasoned. Yeah. And he looked at Bonnie. Mm-hmm. So, he's never met Bonnie Right? Oh, yes, he has. At oh, the at the party. disco party, yeah. So then he, did, he noticed her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He Watch, got... it'll be like, oh, I was reporting something at from the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Or, you know, he um, has been compromised, so he won't be able to, I don't know, his identity. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. once you have been noticed, like, you cannot continue. You, you're done. Yeah. You're done deal. Like, you can't be on the case anymore, so you have to well, break up. He shouldn't have been coming out of the front door either. <laughs> Law and Order 101. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. His vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana? Yeah? Why do you love Big Little Lies? Because I'm always surprised. The bully and the three-sibling fight. Tori flirting with Ed and Joseph watching. The confirmation of Bonnie's troubled childhood. Celeste preparing for the big fight against Mary Louise. Jane letting her guard down only to find out that Corey might be, you know, 
a jerk. Mm-hmm. It's all very intriguing, and I am going to hate it when it's over. Me too. I love this show so much. Everyone's talking about it. Social media is just crazy about Big Little Lies. The more people I talk to, the more I realize how many people are watching this show. Uh-huh. I love the drama. I love how in this show it starts out um, to where you have to figure out the puzzle pieces yourself. And I love yeah. at the very end, we're going to find out yeah. we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Yes. And that's how season one was. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for this. I- I'll be sad when it's over, but I look forward to the last the season finale. Yeah. So that's why I love this show. Who would your award go to favorite quote character or moment, my dear? So I felt everyone had their moment, but I will go with a quote from Renata. Mm -hmm. She plays hooky with her daughter and Amabella says, it's because we're broke, isn't it? And Renata says, everything is not about money. Well, it is. But it isn't. Yeah. That was so funny. Interesting message. Yeah. And so who does your award go to? What was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Mine goes to Bonnie. And she has so much um, decision-making to do. I mean, she's got to figure out her guilty conscience. Mm -hmm. Will she go forward with um, the Monterey Five and tell the story? Um, an honest story and now she has to figure out what to do about her mom kill me I know so she's got a lot to think about and I'm really interested and I'm you know I cannot wait to see what is happening I mean with the police station Bonnie's mom kill me the girls like she has a lot going on so drowning I know yeah this you know, subliminally, has been a lot about Bonnie. Yeah. We haven't, you know, in the beginning, we didn't see a lot was going on with her. Yeah. But now I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Who's going to drown her? So, Brooke, what are you currently watching? Do I have to ask? Yes. <laughs> of course. Uh, Euphoria, HBO show. Ooh, shucker. Yeah. So it's it's getting so good, and I was really so in the beginning episodes. It um, basically Rue narrates a character's story. Yeah, and in this episode, they did Jules's backstory oh. from when she was this younger child, uh-huh. and then they show her kind of going through some emotional trauma and like her mom's relationship that she's had, uh, and we see Jules. Uh, getting um uh uh what's the word i'm looking for uh going into a hospital uh, oh okay yeah so she goes into like a uh admitted or admit thank you uh-huh. she's admitted into a hospital uh for a psychiatric oh, evaluation okay. uh-huh. and she looks about like 11 years old maybe uh-huh. 12 and it's traumatic it oh she did not want to be there. Aww. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Her mom brought her there. And then once she realized what was happening, she freaked out. Um, so we got to see Jules's story a bit. And okay. then um, this episode was really cool because the, it took place in a carnival. 
uh-huh. setting and the music just like, oh, it, it tied everything together. Everybody's story because er- the whole episode was in this carnival. Yeah. Except for Jules's backstory. And so the music, you know, is very carnival-esque, but modern, like cool. You know, it's something that like I feel like... Um, you know, one of the kids could make a trance music. Yeah, too. Uh-huh. It was very like it was it was cool, edgy yeah. uh, carnival theme. And there's fireworks and there's bright lights like Ferris wheels. And we see the kids getting up on the Ferris wheel and just going through their, um, you know, involvement. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids ended up taking Molly that episode oh, and okay. one girl in particular she did take the molly it was very strong it hit her very hard um she had an incidence on the carousel which was extremely embarrassing oh, extremely man. embarrassing uh so i'm not sure what's going to happen with her because she i mean everybody saw what she was doing on this ferris wheel while she was intoxicated oh my gosh um and then you know we as we know cat she um, is newly developed into her own skin, her new skin and her sexuality. And she hooks up with somebody at the carnival. Like, mm. I just, I don't know where she's getting all this from. I mean, yeah. just kind of like, just burst it into has her. released. And yeah. she's just like, yes, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then Rue and Jules, they've made up. They get this long hug. Um, reuniting and nobody's mad at each other because the last episode um, we saw Rue feeling that um, she let Jules down and she was you know Uh she had maybe some mixed signals and she talked to Ali about that too so they had um, gotten the pancakes in this diner which looked like the diner from Pulp Fiction oh yes uh huh so I'm not, I want to look that up because I really think that that was the same diner. Uh-huh. If it's not the same yeah. diner, it's very similar to it. Um, so they they connected and Ali gave her some insight, which is really cool. And that's Coleman Domingo from Fear the Walking Dead, oh, our other show okay, that we're yeah. watching. Um, so I really liked, I liked who who Rue is becoming and how oh, she's that's good. growing. Yeah. yeah. And then she protects her sister. Because her sister is only 13, and she got herself into something that she's not supposed to do at the carnival. Um, And then Jules confronts uh, Nate's dad. Oh, my gosh. Which is extremely embarrassing and awkward. Oh, my gosh. And Chili is spilled, and Maddie calls Nate's mom a bad word. You have to find it. You have to watch it to find out what she says. <laughs> I have a lot to catch up on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but the makeup, the music, the clothes, the you know, I love the makeup. The makeup is I want to do my makeup like these oh, cool. kids. Oh yeah. my god, it's just so yeah. fun. Uh the clothes, every you know, everything is just so refreshing and new and youthful and it's just trending. Uh-huh. Nate and Jules finally meet. So we could just see how that evolves and what type of relationship might come of their texting and sexting and whatnot. So it's going really good. Okay, good. I really think you should. I don't yeah, know if you're, if you're caught up catch. on it or no, not. But no, no. <laughs> it gets, it's not yet. It's still very like, you know, raw, but yeah. it's very yeah. good. Right. Okay. So. Oh my gosh. I know I have to get caught up on things. So. 
I am only watching, of course, Big Little Lies and Fear the Walking Dead. Those are my two prime things that I am watching. But, and of course, Stranger Things and Handmaid's Tale. And so, um, and all of those I'm loving. But uh, other than that, I'm I'm watching, of course, my Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it's funny because, you know, these women are very soap opera-ish and there's always issues, which <laughs> it's mm-hmm. funny because sort of what's happening with uh, Big Little Lies. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, the same people are on there, except for Lisa Vanderpump is no longer on the show. Mm. Um, I, do you watch it at all? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I limit myself. I only give myself two Real Housewives. <laughs> and this isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't. So I watch Beverly Hills, OC, and New York. Those mm. are the, usually the three that okay. I watch. But, um, yeah, it it's always entertaining. That's all I have to say. It's always entertaining. So, and I like this one. So, yeah, that's what I'm watching. Cool. And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in. And we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback. We will be taking a one-week break. But when we return, our episode will be posted Tuesday, July 30th, and it will be on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 5, Episodes 7 and 8, and Big Little Lies, Season 2, Episodes 6 and 7. This will be the finale for both the shows. We will have so much to talk about. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.